everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you're new to the show, every Monday and Thursday, we have a new episode streaming on the charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that new, uh, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. Uh, I'm excited to be with you guys. This is part three of a new series entitled The Song of Songs. Uh, the Song of Songs or The Song of Solomon is a book in the Word of God, smack dab in the middle, a small eight chapter book that really reveals the heart of Jesus as the bridegroom to his church, the bride. And this is a book that I didn't understand for many years. And um, just about three or four years into being a believer, the Lord really began to awaken my heart and really just began to open up revelation from this book that transformed my life because I had a very performance-based mentality with God. It was more about behavior modification than heart connection with God. And the new covenant is totally different than the old covenant. The old covenant is, you know, a bunch of to-dos, you know, that... You know, it's not it's not bad, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not attainable. And so the old covenant told us what was right, what was wrong, you know, the standard of holiness. And, you know, that is that is good. It was a schoolmaster. It taught us the ways of God and what that looked like. But the new covenant is about heart transformation because we cannot live up to God's holy standard. And so Jesus came. He died for us. He lived the life that we should have lived. He died the death that we deserved, and he rose again on the third day in victory, seated at the right hand of the Father. And the beautiful thing is that our old sinful self died with Christ through faith, and we were raised with him to new life. For those who believe, we are born again to this new spiritual life where we get to grow with God and experience uh, the supernatural power of his kingdom and you know walk in victory and have joy even when there's not... You know, the circumstances around us aren't joyful. And so we have this beautiful God and this beautiful gospel. And for me, I really began to grasp the revelation in the Song of Songs. And it began to change the way I viewed the covenants, change the way I viewed the Lord and his heart. And so I, this series is less about teaching and it's more about devotion. And that's what the Song of Solomon is all about. We have a relationship with the Lord. It's not just meant to be, he's not just meant to be master and us servant. He's not just meant to be father and we're his son or his daughter. That is definitely facets and aspects of how we connect with God and walk with God for sure. But there's another aspect. It's a bridal paradigm where Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. And we have a heart to heart connection with him where he loves us. We get to experience that love and it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Song of Songs really just brings out this new covenant revelation that the Lord is ushering the church into. And so part one, I spoke about the intoxicating love of God in part two, and you could go back into my podcast and you could tap into part one and part two. Uh, part two, I talked about how the Lord sees us spotless, even when we're weak, even when we're sinful, even when we're broken. He sees us through the lens of the cross, the lens of the blood of Jesus. He sees us for who we truly are in the spirit from an eternal perspective. He doesn't just see us and our floundering and our frailties, okay? He sees past all of our junk and where much sin is, grace abounds all the more, especially when we begin to grasp this. The grace of God empowers us to live a holy life. And so I'm just pulling sections of um, of scripture, verses out of Song of Songs that have truly impacted my life. And when you look at Song of Songs verse 4, I mean, chapter four, verse nine, this is the bridegroom, Jesus speaking to his bride, the church. He said, you have made my heart beat faster. My sister, my bride, you have made my heart beat faster with a single glance of your eye. So many of us just have this Catholic picture of Jesus in our minds where he's just somber and he's disgruntled because of our sinfulness, or there's just, you know, he doesn't smile. He isn't, he isn't moved. He isn't, you know, happy and overjoyed, but that's not true. 
You know, he is a joyful God. The scripture talks about him rejoicing over us with jubilance, how he dances over us and how, you know, how Jesus brought joy to his heart, how he was moved with compassion. So the scriptures show us an emotional God, an amazing God, and we're made in his image and we're made in his likeness. And so therefore that's, you know, we laugh because he laughs. We cry because he cries, right? He made us in his image and likeness and we dance and we enjoy music because he loves to dance and enjoy music. It's parts of who he is infused into us as his people and infused into creation. And so we, you know, so many of us think of Jesus just being serious or a heavenly father, just, you know, white hair in heaven, an old man unmoved, not emotional, but that's not true at all. The word of God says that just one glance of our eye makes his heart beat faster and faster. He is moved by your love for him. He loves your love for him. Okay. He is moved. He, he is, um, there's another scripture in the song of songs. I want to pull it up really quick. And this is, it's another scripture. Hold on a second. So it talks about his heart beating faster and faster. Oh yes. And there is, it's 410. It's a verse right after it. Excuse me. Where it says, how beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride, how much better is your love than wine? So in chapter one, the bride is saying your love is more intoxicating than wine. It is your love that moves me. It is your love that overwhelms me. It is your love that intoxicates me, right? But here in chapter four, and we've got verses nine and verses 10, it is Jesus speaking to his people saying, no, you're the one that makes my heart beat faster and faster. Your love is more intoxicating than wine. So many people don't have that perspective. And I've, I've shared this so many times, but when the Lord, when I, I saw that vision of the Lord smiling over me, that he, he doesn't just love me because he has to love me because he's God and he is love, but he loves me and he likes me and he delights in my life. The scripture even talks about that in the book of Psalms, how he takes delight in his people. He delights in us. He rejoices over us. He is moved when, when we're hurting and when we're broken. He is he is our sympathetic high priest and he is moved with compassion. His heart breaks when our heart breaks. And when we just come to him and we love him and we put him first and we lay at his feet, just like Mary of Bethany, we lay at his feet and we look into his face and, we, and we're there with him. He loves it. And so many people think they need to pray for seven hours like this evangelist or this pastor or leader or teacher. And they need to, if they don't pray like Smith Wigglesworth or like Catherine Coleman, then, you know, the Lord is, you know, disgruntled or maybe even just, you know, unhappy with our prayer life. But even if you feel weak, even if you don't have much time to pray because you're a stay-at-home mom and you've got five kids or you're at work 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, and you don't have three hours a day to pray. You know, it's just a moment of, Lord, I love you. Lord, thank you for all the amazing things you've done in my life. It just takes seconds to acknowledge him above your circumstances, acknowledge him above your responsibilities, acknowledge him above everybody else and anybody else in your life. It's taking a moment to say, Lord, I know this isn't anything spectacular. I know this isn't, you know, how maybe I used to pray for hours a day and I can't do that anymore. I got so much stuff going on. But like, Lord, I acknowledge you and I love you and thank you for who you are in my life. I want your will more than anything else. Lead me, guide me. And you take that, it could be 30 seconds, but you take that time with the Lord, that just one glance of your eye, it says in scripture, one single glance of your eye makes his heart beat faster. It's not hours and hours of gazing. The scriptures doesn't say it says one glance. A glance is just a second, a moment. 
One glance of your eye makes the Lord's heart beat faster. You have the ability to move the heart of God. You have the ability to bring joy to the Lord. It's incre- he doesn't just bring us joy. He doesn't just intoxicate us with his love. He doesn't just bring peace to us. We actually can incite joy into the heart of God. We can actually make him feel our love and it could overwhelm him and excite him. Like it says here, there's a section of Song of Songs where he says, actually turn away from me. Like I can't, you can't even, I'm just so moved. I'm so undone. I'm so wrecked. Like don't even stop looking at me. Like your love is too much. It's too intense. And this is, you know, many people don't have this picture and this aspect of God, but this is what the Lord's doing in this time and this hour. He's been doing it for years. It's not something necessarily a hundred percent new. This book was written thousands of years ago. Okay. But in this time and this hour, the Lord is highlighting this more than ever. I'm hearing people talking about this, men and women alike, not just women, but men as well. Everyone is capturing the revelation of the Lord's delight in them, that we are spotless in the Lord Jesus Christ, that because of the cross, it is finished, not partially finished, not partially complete. It is totally 100% complete because of what Jesus Christ has done. We are free. We are alive. We have the spirit of God. We are empowered. We are beloved of God. He is pleased with us, the scripture says. We're his beloved children whom he is well pleased, not because of any works of our flesh, but because of Christ. We are clothed with robes of righteousness, and that's how he views us. And so I just want you to know you have the ability to just move the heart of God. And as just one glance of your eye, it doesn't need to be anything spectacular, wonderful, whimsical, whimsical, extraordinary. You don't need to pray longer than anyone you know. You don't need to read the whole Bible in three months, you know, to move the heart of God. He just wants you to come to him. He wants you to draw near to him. The scripture says that if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. That is a promise. The Lord is always near, but what, what that scripture means is our heart is literally turning to the Lord. The Lord is always present, but as our heart turns to the Lord and gazes upon him, even for one second, like the scripture says, just one glance of our eye, then the Lord manifests his presence to us. And that is what we want more than anything else. I want the presence of God. I do not want the things of this world. I want the presence of God. I don't just want the presence of God. I need him in my daily life. I cannot live this life without him. Like Jesus said in John 15, apart from him, we can do nothing. And so we need to acknowledge this and draw near to the Lord. And he delights in revealing himself to us. He loves to reveal himself to the obedient of heart, those who have a faith-driven heart. And so I'm just going to end this in prayer. And Lord, I just thank you right now that you just break down every religious mentality, every performance-based thought process, that you would literally just break it down and you would saturate the listener right now with wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that you would awaken the eyes of their heart, that they would see Jesus and they would see that their devotion means the world to him, that he is obsessed with them, that he loves them, that he would rather go to hell and and die and go to hell, experience our sin and our darkness, that he went to hell for us and took the keys of death and hates, and then he rose from the grave because he did not want to live in heaven without us. He went through hell. He went to hell and back so we could be with him forever. So there'd be no separation when we left this earth and for and not just when we left leave this earth, Lord, but just as we walk and live our life, he doesn't want any separation mentalities. And so, Lord, I just thank you for just immersing their thoughts and their heart with your divine presence and with a revelation that they would know that just one glance of your of their eye would move you and that they would experience that, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
Thank you so much for listening today. Really, this series is meant to be devotional. It's meant to be short so you guys could take it in bite-sized versions and kind of bring it into your devotional life. But man, it's just an honor to be with you guys week after week, every Monday and Thursday. You know, make sure to tune in, subscribe, rate, review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org lifeportoutintl.org or you can go to destinyimage.com the audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you